幸せなふりをした歌うもっと走らず言い聞かせた無謀にもそってかつかみや来た道を一別取りをごめんしまんそこ参戦に次ぐワンガムやマルトによりがかりチェリは積もって果てしない旅の途中で街の柱に立ち寄る疲れた両足をそっと投げ出して寝転ぶと繰り返される浅い眠り何とも同じ者の子顔何とも同じ者の言葉を生きてるだけで悲しいと思うのを出すだけなのでたばこの煙
I saw the title and I immediately went, oh no, I'm turning this on two times speed. <laughs> uh, a f- very good decision. Uh, because So after all of what we've seen last time, as can be logically expected, we start the episode on a normal high school day for Ichigo and friends, as always. As always. Uh, except Rurichio is here, and she says... It's a it's an easy life you got here. You could like play with a ball all day without a care. And Ichigo points out it's kind of weird that you're here without your bodyguards. And you know she starts explaining, but he's got to get to class, so he just like leaves her hanging on the roof. At lunch, he relays all of this to his friends with the added like mention that he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she ran away from home. I'm like ninety percent sure she ran away from home. And also, I have no idea where she is right now. Um. Which does make Rugia understandably mad, because, well, she's mad because Ruri's a noble, I would be mad because, Ichigo, you just said that this child ran away from home, and then you just left her there. Right. (laughs) You could have done literally anything. You could have tried. In all fairness, if I were in Ichigo's position, and a princess noble ran away from home and was like, Oh, Ichigo, Ichigo, like, I'm so glad you're here. I would probably run away from that responsibility, too. I'm not about to take care of a noble child. Uh, uh, Well, you know. Well, yeah. Uh, Rukia says, like, hey, what if something unexpected happens? And hearing this, Orihime takes, like, a minute to think. And she's like, oh, no, we need an inner tube to resolve this crisis. And... This episode, not great. Honestly, kind of bad. However, I think it's better than most of the Neutro episodes. And part of it is that even though it's like, here's a Keigo bit, here's a Rukia bit, here's a Nodihime bit, and it's like, there's not a lot behind them. It's literally just like, we're just opening up the cans, the the canned bit for this character. It does have, like, for example, Nodihime doing something. (laughs) That's true. Orihime is a character. She is like the canned bit flanderized version of her character from season one. Yes. But she, but she is an active character participating in discussions. Right. Things happen. She gets to be there and say things. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I can't disagree with that. My my counterpoint is that at least during the Noitra episodes, I had some semblance of entertainment sometimes. <laughs> I, I did not these episodes, personally. Yeah, so with all... We we get, like, the Orihime, the Orihime bit, like, out of the way, and the whole gang's like, alright, let's just spend the whole day looking for Rurichio. Uh Rukia, like, assumes... Oh, yeah, she probably ran away from her responsibilities, because, you know, she's a child, and being the head of a household of a noble household absolutely sucks. Uh, they fill Ishida in... Uh, like, while they're looking, they basically spent the entire day looking and didn't find anything, and Ishida's just like, why didn't you just go look at Udahara's shop? She's obvious, she would obviously go there first thing, and they go, and yeah, she's obviously there. <laughs> even Udahara's like, this would have been the logical first thing to check, so I didn't even call you, I thought you would call me. <laughs> I, I, I uh, will she- say, like, this is the one bit that worked for me. <laughs> But, you know, it's Urahara. It's hard to hard to go wrong with Urahara. I do like that when Ishida brings them to the shop and, like, berates them, Rukia does look a little sheepish. She's like, 
you know what? He's right. That's that's on me. I should have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm the smart one in this particular group. I should have been thinking about this. Uh, at this point, we get a little bit of conflict between Ichigo and Rich and uh, Richio, where they they argue. It gets deflected by some tummy rumblings from several characters, and they go they go with some food, and Ichigo's like, "Man, her life must suck." She like she's I, probably just like being a noble instead of being a kid, and she has to sign paperwork all day, and her life probably sucks. <laughs> I do need to add that the place they go to eat is Anime Denny's. <laughs> yeah, it's Berries. <laughs> it, it's Benry's. Is what it is. It's Benry's. Well, that sign is like super stylized, and the two R's look like an N and a half, but in a God. different shot. It's clearly berries. <laughs> Schrodinger's Benries. Fascinating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, while they're after they've all eaten, they uh, Ichigo and Rukio are like bringing Rui back to Ichigo's house, and they're met by uh, so Ichigo apologizes first, but as he's do- doing that, they meet Kanryu, who scolds the princess, and he's asking her if she ran away because. He scolded her about Kamari stuff. Kamari's like, uh, it's basically like hacky sack with like a with a not quite soccer ball, um, for all intents and purposes. And Ichigo's like, no, she had like a valid reason. No, this is entirely the reason that Ruri ran away. She got scolded because of the Kamari thing, and you know, the two of them lay out their arguments. Ruri says it's important for, at this point in time, it seems like she's talking about herself having a pastime. Uh, although this changes later. And Kanryu says it's imperative to repair the relations with other nobles because, like, we won't have time. You don't have time to play around. You li- you really have to, like, repair relations with the, ro- with the nobles and the government because last time we were involved with the government, things didn't go so well. See? The Captain Amagai arc in its entirety. Yeah. Uh... She pulls out the ultimate little kid move of telling him she hates him, upgraded with, I've always hated you, get the fuck out, and then is shocked and surprised when he actually leaves. Uh, the next day, Kanryu's missing, while Ruri's just, like, at school hanging out with people. She watches soccer practice. She thinks, these people fucking suck at Kamari. And after Ichigo gets beamed in the face, she outplays both teams entirely, scores a goal, uh, well, she passes to herself and then scores a goal, and then Ichigo's like, that's cool, but it's not gonna, like, fix your problems. Uh, Ruri explains, everyone fucking hates them because of the Yamagai arc stuff, so she's decided to hold a soccer tournament, or Kamari tournament, after seeing it during her time in the human world. And Kanryu says, it's a frivolous thing, there's, like, no reason to do this, it's a waste of time. Ichigo returns to his friends to explain, well, at... At Barry's, he he explains, yeah, so Rui's got, like, a like a legitimate reason. She, like, wants to uplift her, like, subjects. She wants to make sure everyone's happy. Uh, but we can't even explain this to Kanryu because he's missing... Oh, no, he's over there eating a, sub- a sundae. Uh, they explain the whole deal to him. He explains, yeah, like, she's... It's not that it's a bad idea, the thing that she's doing. It's that we should... Make sure that the nobles stop hating our guts first. So, and then we can do, go with her idea, which, whatever. 
Ichigo comes firmly on the side of, you're both right. Whatever will we do? This is the bit where they start the big seppuku joke. Uh, first, it's with uh, Kanryu saying, well, the only way out of this as a Japanese-coded uh, loyal servant man is to kill myself. And he goes for it. Ichigo's trying to stop him. Ishida says, fuck it, we'll, t we'll do it, but we'll tell Ruri about it first. Uh, setting up a ruse that they're going to play in the future. We cut to the to Ruri on the school roof. She's worrying about Kenryu. Ichigo shows up to tell her Kenryu is going ahead with Seppuku. She pretends she doesn't care. Later, she's walking and is so out of it that she almost gets run over by a truck. Uh, but she's saved by Inryu, who has not spoken or had any feature in this entire episode so far, in sign language or otherwise. Which nope, he's just here now. <laughs> you would think that he would, like, be involved in any manner. <laughs> Like, e I don't know, have him be the one explaining to Ichigo, like, what, what the fuck is happening. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> the, uh, the, this I, whole thing's weird. I I can't help but compare slightly to One Piece, although granted, like, in One Piece it's not filler, it's like an actual character. The seppuku bit does not work here in any, like, lighthearted sense, but I compare it to Kumadori in the Anise Lobby arc of uh, One Piece, who does have a seppuku bit, but it's actually funny there because the joke is that Kumadori can't actually, like, commit seppuku because his body is so hard because of Iron Body. And it's, like, a way funnier gag because he's so over the top. This bit doesn't work because it's just like, oh no, we're just gonna, we're just gonna do this. I guess this is the only option. Oh, well. And, like, the joke is faking a suicide for attention? Yes. Yes. 100%. Yeah, it's it's real bad. It's, it's just not good. I don't have anything else to add. It's just, it's not good. I'm just plus wedding. Yep, that's the extremely poor taste I was talking about at yep. the start of the episode. Yeah, uh, at this point, we, uh... We see Kenryu and the others, like, waiting at the riverside. We flash back to finish the earlier scene, uh, where Kenryu, like, basically says, oh, I'm not actually going to go through with it. I've, I was, like, I was sitting in that Denny's because I saw you coming to the Denny's, and then I sat in the Denny's next to you. Um, I need your help. And then, in the present, they see Ruri approach, and they, they take position to pretend that Kenryu is willing to die, and she scolds him affirming that her retainers is her responsibility. Uh, Ruri thinks to herself, all right, it, I'll relent. It's, I'll, I'll do it his way. Like, he's more important than this stupid argument. And then Kanru puts his foot in his mouth, sets Ruri off again by calling the Kamari stuff childish. And in the ensuing argument, also lets him slip that, you know, it was a, it was a fake suicide attempt to get attention. Uh, which makes her more mad, understandably. Uh, the argument turns into, we'll have a Kamari competition, winner picks the policy, loser shuts the fuck up, and that's the end of the episode. I think what also, like, kind of grinds my gears here is that, like, everybody plays along with the bit, and it's, it's like, super weird and in poor taste, and why would anybody think this was a good idea? 
Yeah, it's like they come up they come up with this plan and every person signs off on it with like, yes. This this is the plan that we're going to go with. This is the thing that's going to make her understand you. It's like Yeah, well we'll all fake a suicide to convince a child of your ways. That that seems like a great idea. Surely this will not cause trauma. Like what the hell? I know that I don't know. Two thirds of them are teenagers, <laughs> but you'd think that the people who are potentially hundreds of years old might have like a little bit of a head on their shoulders. Yeah, like I, I cannot like even excusing the fact that this is filler. I cannot, for any reason, imagine that Rukia would sign off on this. It feels super out of character and weird. Rukia's the one person that I see. That's. I'm the opposite thing. Rukia's the one person that I think would sign off on this because she's also, like, extremely feudal samurai-brained. I guess that's fair. Right. She is at least entrenched in a society where seppuku is, like, a thing that you do. In a contemporary sense. Presumably. Because this is the first time it's been brought up. It is the first time it's been brought up. I, I don't think I actually want to know if this is a thing Soul Reapers engage in. But yeah, it's just bad episode, bad taste episode. Ruru's here. I, I'm I'm somewhat glad to see, like, Odihime, like, having lines and saying things as opposed to for all intents and purposes Not. being able to be replaced by a talking lamp. Or yeah. even a lamp that doesn't talk, honestly, for the last, like, eight episodes. <laughs> I, I do have a question for Quinn as the renowned dub watcher over here. Uh, has Ruruchio's voice always been this bad in the dub? Yep. Great. Okay. Cause for for context for Sam, she talks like this as if I were reading all of my lines for the first time, and also trying to act as stiff as possible while reading them. I think that that's supposed to be, like, the affect of especially, like, Japanese-coded nobility for some reason. I could see it as being, like, a choice to say she's, you know, she's trying to be, I am a queen. <laughs> I am an, yeah, like, I am a noble person. I, I am sure the voice actor who I, I don't have the name on, I'm sure, like, the they did the best with what they were given. Like, genuinely. Like, I mean no ill will towards the voice actor. But I I literally could not stand it to the point where I had to turn on the sub next episode. It was pretty bad. They am chased out of the tub. Oh, uh, yeah. So, basically, the only thing left for this episode is we've got a post-credit scene. Uh, Renji brings Ichigo to his favorite optician and is like... Doesn't matter. It's It's a big language joke. It's a language joke based on Japanese kanji. So if you don't, if you aren't aware of like how bug names are written in Japanese, this joke's probably not gonna land. <laughs> but like the the basic of the joke, the most important part of it is that there's a lot of bugs in in Japanese that are written with like, so like mushi is the kanji for bug, and then if you take the bug the kanji for wool and then you put the kanji for bug, and you're like, wool bug, 
that's a caterpillar. If you take armor and bug, it's a rhino beetle. If you t- if you do book of bug, it means bookworm. Like, so it's just that he can't recognize, oh, what does this plus bug mean? What kind of bug is this? <laughs> um, so it's like, I assume it's far funnier if Japanese is your native language and you recognize the bug name. Um, right. It's not unfunny. It's yeah. It it just doesn't really land as hard if you don't actively speak or read Japanese. Yeah, it's definitely like, oh, here's a it's it's a language joke for a language that is not mine. So, oh well. Uh, and that's it for that episode. How about we cut to break? It's break time. <laughs> get right back into it with episode 205 thump a kamari tournament filled with hollows which i call false advertisement it is definitely yeah. false advertisement we are at the tournament we split the teams we split like all of our characters into two teams one side has kenryu rukia ishida and khan in ishida in uh, ichigo's body and the other has ruri ichigo as a shinigami chad orihime and enryu Rukia's a noble, Ishida always hates Ichigo, and Khan is on Rukia's team no matter what, so that's Team Noble. And they also bring in Yoroichi as a as a ringer. Cat form. In cat form. In cat form. Uh, we got a quick explanation of the rules. It's hacky sack within a set region. Whatever side drops a pass loses the argument. The entire town is the region for the match. Unfortunately, the boundaries of the town have always been, like, super loose. (laughs) (laughs) I think the idea is that across the river is a different town slash municipality, and that's why anything across the river is out of bounds. (laughs) I think that's just what it is. Unclear Um, whether the abandoned warehouse district is included in these boundaries. Exactly. Uh, uh, They also add that, like, the area that the... So the entire town is under the effects of, like, the time freeze technique that, like, keeps... that lets the captains, like, fight at their full potential and also, like, make sure no damage comes to the buildings and stuff. Uh, but only for 90 minutes, because they don't want... They're doing this thing super illegally, and they mention it a couple of times that this is super illegal and Soul Society can't find out. So that's why it's only 90 minutes any longer, and Soul Society will find out they're do- that they're doing this thing super illegally for this... Stupid argument. Um, the game starts. Ishida opens hostilities by shooting directly at Ichigo. Makes him kick wild. He sends it nearly out of bounds. Which I think would just make Khan's team win. But Khan jumps over, kicks it back. Lands out of bounds though, so he gets hit in the face by Jinta, who is acting as a referee. Uh, this this whole sequence is just like... Character shows up and does thing. And then... You know, they keep passing the ball back and forth. The puppets commentate for us. They explain that, again, they'll be in trouble if Soul Society finds out what's happening. Uh, we get a bit where the ball goes towards Rukia, but Enryu blocks it by releasing his Anpakuto. Uh, but because he's too shy to let people hear his voice, Ruri obscures it by yelling into a microphone. And at, at this point, I originally was like, oh, between this and the last episode, 
they haven't gotten his voice actor back. That's the bit. Like, this character is here, but their voice actor is not. Uh, which, to be clear, shouldn't stop them from including this character in conversation, because previously this character has been, like, basically communicating through sign language. <laughs> the whole the whole bit with Enryu still fails to land for me. Yeah, it's just mediocre. Like, the action stuff isn't actioning very strong. Um, none of it None of it comes together. Yeah, we get, uh, we get, the ball goes to Chad, Ch he kicks it back like a, like a cannon, Ishigo flash steps after it, now that it's turned into a contest of speed, Yorichi decides to turn it into, like, a, into a contest, so she turns into her human form, flash steps faster than Ichigo, gets the ball, is naked, everyone's embarrassed, uh, she wants to pass the ball so she could put clothes on while they're dealing with the ball, but she kicks it too hard and it explodes. So Orihime, like, uses her fairies to fix the ball. This bit I thought was... I like... I liked them, it too. I I actually do like them exploding the ball and having Orihime fix it so they can keep going with the game. Most proactive thing she's done in, like, five seasons of the show. Yeah, it, it's definitely, like, I feel like the most creative use of powers that we've had in a while but also like it, it, it is the only saving grace of these episodes for me <laughs> uh, we cut to yes. uh, we cut to a little bit to Ruri's husband Chu who is like absolutely buried under a ton of documents trying to sign a bunch of stuff and he's like man I wish I could play Kamari <laughs> with everyone else uh, and the game continues uh, we get a little bit more bits like Ishida shooting uh, at Ichigo getting his arrow blocked by Orihime again most proactive she's been in like four or five seasons uh, Khan gets fastball specialed by Rukia's like snow pillar move uh, they harp again on the fact that this has to be kept a secret from Soul Society uh, and at right at this moment of course hey what's gotta be kept a secret from Soul Society hey it's Ikaku he's here for reasons. Uh, Yoroichi says, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm training Ichigo, don't worry about it. So I Ikaku joins their team as Kon's replacement. Uh, Urahara and the refs agree because they're being bribed by Candy from Kanryu. Ikaku immediately says, well, if we're training, I'm just going to try to stab Ichigo. So they start fighting, everyone's watching them fight. Kenryu and Ruri are like still kicking the ball back and forth and they're like reiterating their points to each other uh i thought this bit was kind of was pretty good because they're still passing the ball and ruri explains that like she's a kid and she knows that she's a kid and she knows that because she's a kid who hasn't like been fully trained to take the head of a noble household like there's just a bunch of stuff that she can't do or she can't do alone and that means everyone else is running themselves into the ground covering for her and she feels bad about it but she's like i don't have a solution to it because this isn't going to change until i actually get better at the job which i can't just do overnight uh so this whole kamari tournament thing is something that she figured it's a thing that she can do in order to bring a smile to like people's face just have like have a vacation have a three-day vacation while we have like a soccer tournament you know uh, or a hacky sack tournament uh, so I was like, okay, th th this bit lands for me because it's like, she's actively thinking about her situation and the things that she can do. And it's like, this is like a really 
well thought out idea that she's got. Uh, yeah, all things considered. Yeah, absolutely. At this point, though, a hollow shows up and floods the area, and everyone jumps away except Rudy Ken- and uh, Kenryu. Kenryu holds on to Rui and tries to get her to safety at his own expense, but she refuses to go without him. Uh, and then as they're reconciliating over this active shared sacrifice, the water just, like, the, the water just drains away because it was just, like, a single move. And now the Hollow realizes there's a bunch of captain-level opponents here. It's fucking dead. It is the most dead Hollow that there has ever pe- happened anywhere. At this point, Reese mentions, oh, well, since it happened during my pass, that means I lose. And she's going to, like, fully admit her loss, but her husband shows up with just, like, stacks upon stacks and upon stacks of letters from the peasantry saying... The process works, he screams. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, hey... When remember when you told the peasants, "Hey, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a Kamari tournament." Well, a bunch of people are like, "Hey, it's been weeks. Where's the Where's the Kamari tournament?" They're they're supporting your idea. It's it's weird because it's presented as like the people support your idea. They're excited for it when it's like, well, the government said, "Hey, we're doing a sports tournament," and now it's months later and nothing happened. <laughs> we're all sending right. angry emails to the government. Uh huh. Uh. But whatever, Conryu's like it. Clearly, I have lost in every conceivable way that matters. So I'll work with you to make the best tournament that ha- that can be. And he and Yuri make up. They leave just immediately, and Ichigo is like, "What the fuck was this about?" Seinfeld theme. <laughs> End of episode. God, I. I hmm. Before we go on to impre- just before we go on to impressions, post credits, it's literally just the same joke from last time continues, except Ikaku's also here and he also is in the same situation as Ichigo. He can't read the sign. Alright. The audience claps. Uh my my only impression is I kind of wish they had let off with like Ryuchio thinking about her people. Like, I kind of wish they had let off with that, as opposed to, like, saving it for a reveal halfway through the second episode. Because it's like, if if she were actually thinking about this, and, like, mentioned that to anybody, I, I probably would have been a bit more endeared to what was happening in the episodes, rather than feeling like it was wasting my time. Yeah, and it's like, the bit, what really gets me about it is that, like, there's a part at the like midway through the first episode where we're told like you know hey Ruri's doing this because it's for the people and she's thinking about her about her people etc cetera, etc cetera. and at that point it's like firmly locked in that like oh Ruri's choice is the right one it's just Kanryu has to like see why it's the right one and then it kind of goes back to Kanryu's side of like I agree that she's got good goals it's just I don't think it's feasible to do... I, I think if we do this, like, we're basically going to, like, lose the house, is essentially his argument. Like, if we don't fix the, the other problems, we're going... We're just going to get kicked out of society. <laughs> oh. And then, you know, we essentially have the same scene of her explaining it, but better. And it's like, yeah, it hits, it hits better, but 
you're right. It shouldn't have been at the end of the second episode. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, it's very strange placement, and it's it feels like it's placed there to kind of be like, oh, wow, doesn't this emotionally resonate with you? Don't you care about this now? And it's like, not really. It's just a little too late for any of that. Like, if you had let off with it, I probably would have been a, a bit more on board with what both of these episodes were putting down, save for the seppuku bit. Right. And, like, on the one hand, you need them both to be incredibly stubborn and bullheaded, and, like, refusing to elaborate for the whole thing to work. But I don't know that it was worth saving, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. All right, ju- judgment time. Was this a better two-episode filler than when Patros showed up? And who? You don't remember Patros? The iron car with a mustache that was rebelling against Aizen? <laughs> who showed up and attacked Karakur Town when no one was around? I, 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 I cannot re-emphasize this enough. <laughs> who?! Let me find a screenshot for you of of Patros, that that important threatening character. I Sam, I already have memory issues. This is a fake a wrong car you have thrust in front of. Who the yeah. fuck is this? <laughs> That's Patros's unleashed form. His I, resurrection. That is a Gen 4.5 Pokemon. <laughs> the only fake Horonkar I remember is the one from fucking Bleach Shattered Blade for the Nintendo Wii. You don't remember Renji's heroic stand against Patros when he was protecting no. the Urahara shop? <laughs> I do not remember this. This is fake. You're making this up. You drew this. <laughs> but it was you've episode... been hiding your art talents all all this time and you drew this and i'm so proud of you i'm gonna put it on my fridge i can't believe you would forget episode 136 and this like stupid fight that happens with renji the udahara shop helpers and this fucking guy for all i know episode 136 was a decade ago this is bullshit. This is not a real wrong car. I'm mad. <laughs> I mean, Amazing. even the mod, souls sh- the mod souls show up in their, like, human outfits in this one. That's, that's even worse. Because it's Renji and the mod souls versus this guy. That's how you know it's a quality fight, because they bring in the mod souls to fight. I literally, I, I, I bring bring you back to even further be like, ah, my memory, it's so, it's so good and has no holes in it. Literally, like, 30 minutes before we recorded this episode, I sent to the chat, I forgot the Mod Souls existed. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, they show up in these episodes, and I was like, oh, right, those guys. And then they are not relevant whatsoever. (laughs) But yeah, I don't actually have anything else to say about this episode. Uh, my my diagnosis for these episodes is poopy. It was bad. 
their doo-doo. I would still probably watch them again over most of the Noitra episodes and a lot of the Xyloporo ones. I, I would watch them over the Xyloporo ones. I can't disagree with you there. I think they're below yep. Noitra for me, though. I don't know. There's like... There's like one salvageable episode in all of Noitora, and so I feel like just doing the math, I'll take these two episodes. In the same way that no Gundam series can ever hurt GGP again as bad as Gundam Seed and Gundam Seed Destiny, because no other Gundam Seed series can can like physically be as bad for as long... These episodes can't hurt me nearly as much as the Neutra episodes because it's only two episodes. Okay, you're it's you're two valid. mid episodes. <laughs> you're valid. I, God, <laughs> this. You know what? I I'm gonna let Quinn take this one away because the title of doing the intro was stolen from me, so the outro might as well be stolen from me as well. But, and instead of having it stolen, I'm gifting it to you. Well, I appreciate that very much. And on that, I say, next time you see someone arguing that anime needs to bring back filler, think about the ramifications of what they're saying. <laughs> and if you start to get mad, stay cool, Chads. God. I, I, I will I don't also... Have any, I don't have the manga. I don't have a bit. My bits, my bits we, are gone. We don't have... We don't have any bits. Our our emails and shit and like Twitters and whatnot will be in in the description. This this one ain't it, guys. This one ain't it, chats. Seriously though, fuck this. Mm-hmm.